Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Actually, when I think about it, the only music I ever hear loud every once in a while is is like whatever the hot stuff is. Yeah, whatever like top forty is, and so it's usually probably young people. I mean, it doesn't really bother me. Like, it bothers some people in my neighborhood because they complain about it on that next door app <laughs> that my wife is addicted to. Oh god! But I mean, you, you well, hear it's it gossip. Like, it's gossip. That's what it is. Yeah. You hear about it for like two seconds and and whatever. I don't care. Like if they were right outside my window blast, I'll go out there and be like, can you turn that the fuck off? <laughs> um, but you mind, uh, you mind uh, turning this shit off? Up you might not be in a piece of shit. <laughs> I, I love it though because on the next door app they go, people need to realize that we have babies that need to sleep. And elderly, fuck the babies in the elderly. I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> like, <laughs> but then. <laughs> It was uh. There's, but what I guess I'm trying to some, say is, I'm a baby and I'm elderly. So. That's right. <laughs> I guess that there's some dude with an air horn on his truck. Oh, Jesus. They call it a train horn, but I'm like, mm, okay. Um, but he's probably just has a loud horn, and it, I've never heard it. Right. So either because I have a fucking job and work for a living, so <laughs> I, I never hear it, or it's on the other side of the neighborhood. And um, these people are vicious about it. They fucking, they're so angry about that damn horn. And I'm like, who cares? Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, the thing, the thing that bugs me is like, yeah, it probably would bug me if I heard it all the time. Right. But why don't you go tell him about it? Why are you crying about it on the next door app where you know that person does not have this app? Because they're alpha pussies. I know. You know, instead of talking shit to that person, they'll talk shit about that person to somebody else. You know? I wish I lived on that side so I could be the one fucking toxic Avenger that comes out <laughs> of the house and go, hey, stop being an asshole with that fucking horn. Come on. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Come out there as your version of Captain America. Right. You're scaring <laughs> the white people. <laughs> like, relax. This is watching Age of Ultron. <laughs> you know, and Stark is like, oh, shit, language. He's like, 
are we really gonna not address the fact that Cap said language? I was like, I know, it just <laughs> slipped out. <laughs> and then later where he's like, Fury, you son of a bitch. And then Fury's like, ooh, you kiss your mother with that mouth? <laughs> I love how that was the ongoing joke the entire time. <laughs> oh, I wanted to bring this up before we intro anything. Um, my wife, oh, what the fuck is the name of it? There's this new horror show on Netflix. Um, and I forget what it's called, but something Notting Hill or ha- House ha- on Notting Hill. House on Haunting Hill. The Haunting of Hell The Haunting of Hill House. Yeah. That's the one I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, I've heard about it. I watched it pretty good. Yeah. And I don't really like horror stuff. It the way the way it built the story was just really fucking well done. And then the um it's a movie it wasn't or, really is it a sca- movie or just like a, a little series. It's like a mini series. Oh. And it, it wasn't really terrifying. There's a couple jumps in there, you know, whatever. But um it's it's more of a like a suspenseful thriller. Like you're you you're you're something's unfolding in front of you. And it's like this family of people. And and you see them as shit happens when they're they're children, and then they're older now. So every episode is that individual story, in the same time frame though. So all of the fucking stories all connect, uh-huh. and you'll see you'll actually see like you'll watch one episode and you're following the ch- this chick, and you see a scene or whatever. I'm just making stuff up, but where she's she's finds something in a garden or whatever, and you see her brother in the back. Mm-hmm. But he, she doesn't talk to him. The next episode's her brother's story, and now you're seeing what he was doing, and you see her in the back. Oh right! You know, it's yeah. it's fucking awesome. And there was one, and I know you would appreciate this. <laughs> there's this scene. Would I though? <laughs> you would. No, there's this scene where it's a single camera, okay? Right. And they're at a funeral, and they keep getting alcohol because you know they're upset, so they right. keep pouring themselves like whiskey and stuff, and the camera keeps following them. But then for for one of them, or for a a long time, it was like the camera was following the alcohol because they were all grabbing for it. So it was like this – the camera work was fucking intense. And even I noticed it. And I usually don't fucking care about that shit. But I was like, this this scene is fucking well done. Like it was just crazy. But yeah, definitely – I'll have to check that out. Check that out. I've seen things online about it and and – it's been kind of like either people loved it or people were like, meh, but I was thinking, but now that you explain it to me, I think the ones that are going meh on it are probably the ones that are like, they want the jump scares or want the, you know, the, the, the whole, the traditional horror movie. And the ones that did like it are like, Oh yeah, we like this kind of stuff. Like this stuff's cool. I like suspenseful stuff more than just like the jump horror kind of stuff. Yeah. I was really, um, cause my wife was like, come watch it. And I'm like, eh, and she's like, stop being an asshole and come watch it. <laughs> and um, I didn't see the whole thing. I kept leaving and, co- and coming back in because I was doing other stuff. But um, she binge watched it yesterday. And it was really good. And the main chick. Let me see. Haunting of Hill. The mother. I forget what she was in, but she's so hot. First <laughs> of all, this thing has a 9 out of 10 in IMDb and 93% Rotten Tomatoes. So, somebody <laughs> liked it. Right. Let's see. Oh, what the fuck was her damn name? Let me pull it up in IMDb. Real quick. Real quick. Real quick. <laughs> real quick. Real quick. Um, oh, yeah. Carla Gugino. Oh, Carla Gugino. Yeah. She's so fucking oh, she's hot. She's so dude. fucking hot. 
I still remember in the 90s when she like came out and she was like smoking hot and I'm like is it odd that she's gotten hotter as she's gotten older she was in she Watchmen has, she was in Watchmen yeah yeah she has aged like a fine wine oh god real good actress too oh yeah let's, let's not undercut right let's not undercut that but 47 you're gonna go watch you're gonna watch this haunting on Hill House and I want you to remember oh. that 47 when you see her in this two years older than me hmm that, that gives me Jeez. that gives me room <laughs> yeah now it, now it's wide open yeah now it's wide open <laughs> she's, cur- she's currently uh married to sebastian gutierrez a venezuelan film director yeah <laughs> yeah you know, trash <laughs> right fucking trash we don't worry about that <laughs> he's venezuelan is no bad right. <laughs> Throw him out with the bath water. I ain't got time for that shit. <laughs> right. Um okay. Well, you can intro stuff now. I just wanted to share that. <laughs> <laughs> uh welcome everybody to the Lazy Geeks on the Lazy Geeks Network. I'm your host, Steven Vargas. And I'm Adam Riley. All right, all right, all right. Um Yeah, we're closing in on the end of the year. Closing in the end of the year, this shit. Yeah. Um so really quick, since we are closing up on the end of the year. Um, we mentioned this early, early, early on as as far as when we were, you know, revamping everything in October. Uh, we, you know, we said we were re- reformatted the Lazy Geeks. Uh, we're, you know, um, brought over the Extended Play Movie Podcast. And I was doing, and I started my own um, podcast, The Fine Line. And we talked about possibly bringing back an old show of ours and uh we had and and at that point we had already started to we already knew what we were going to bring back and what we were going to do and but at the same time it was like we kind of wanted to stretch our legs with the shows that we had now and then we wanted to really kind of really figure out what we're how we were going to approach the show that we were going to bring back and so we are definitely bringing back in January the away team. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, it, it, it was, uh, I, I'm trying to figure the, the wordy for it. It was, it was something that we both enjoyed doing. Now, there was the, the original launch of it. For those of you that, that are maybe new or maybe, you know, caught on after we, um, got rid of the those recordings on on our um on our uh, rss feed it was the it was the away team which was where we recapped every episode of star trek the next generation with a bit of a twist uh and it was fun but towards the end we started to realize that we were just essentially rehashing the story you know, it was just, yeah. we weren't really doing much in the way of being new and innovative. I mean, we created, <laughs> we created the uh, Transporter Room 1 crew, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the tilted caps and shit. <laughs> the best crew. <laughs> and, the ones doing the real work. Right. And we also kind of really kind of ruined some people's view of the episode of where no one's gone before, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which was essential. I mean... It's one of those things where you kind of thought it, but we made sure you thought about it and you couldn't get away from that. <laughs> I've had so many people tell me, like, after we talked about Wesley and the the travel, they're like, I, I can't watch it the regular way anymore. It's like immediately we pop into their heads, as it should be. 
just yeah. so you know. Uh, we didn't we didn't make something up. We showed you the fucking mic. Yeah, we showed you the truth. We we basically you know we detoxed you from the Kool Aid and you saw how it really was. That's right. And uh, and so we there was a lot of fault with what our methodology of releasing before releasing on the same RSS feed. And I I know I've mentioned this before that we did that basically because you know just to save money. Um, it was a mistake because always led for our numbers to be kind of off so you know we would start seeing oh yeah lower people would download the away team versus more people downloading the the lazy geeks and it always kind of fucked with our our numbers and as we do this now as we're doing this now which each show having its own individual rss feed and stuff like that it's it's kind of nice because now we're seeing how we're really tracking and with this adam had kind of started suggesting about just like talking about them instead of recapping them, right? Yeah, yeah. It was, I I thought having a um, more of a discussion about each episode and and kind of do focusing more on the development behind the scenes stuff uh, too was just a better way to go because I was getting bored um, just kind of going through the episode hit by hit. I'm going, okay, that was the episode. You know, like, I feel like when we first started doing it, it was a little more fresh and the jokes were funnier. Like, we were coming up with stupid shit, like the traveler and, you know, <laughs> this and that. But if you listen to some of the the more recent ones, it's kind of just paint by numbers, you yeah. know. Really weren't, the heart wasn't there, man, mm-hmm. you know. And, so, oh, go ahead. No, just so this new this new way of doing it, I think, is going to be uh, kind of revitalize the whole concept a little bit. Yeah, and a lot of it is too. And we've already recorded some episodes for for that um, for our launch, and it's also talking about like you know where we got introduced to certain things, or you know um, how it fits within the Star Trek lore, and, and talking more about whatever we're you know the episode or movie that we're talking about fitting into the entire entirety of star trek so it's a little more trek fan based i would say you know yeah and um and and to kick it off we're actually kicking it off with the movies uh we're starting with movies one um it was a good way for us to kind of find our niche you know that's essentially 12 or 13 movies you know 13 episodes that kind of gets us into the groove before we actually take on um the episodes and what we and also probably more of people have seen at least some of the Star Trek movies than maybe some of the episodes. So it kind of gives us a little bit of a good balance to try to, you know, figure out how to go. And, you know, first, you know, we've we've done, I think, five episodes so far uh, yeah. of recording. So, you know, within this, you know, it's it's going to it's going to take us time to find the groove and find, you know, exactly how we want it to go. And um, so. Yeah, so that's going to be dropping in January. So look for the teaser, the uh, episode zero uh, called uh, The Landing Party, which should debut somewhere in late December. And then the episode start up in like the first week of, of January. And it will be on Fridays. You know, the episode will like, kick off your weekend, you know, with a little bit of a throwback. Uh so, and if you're listening to the entirety of the Lazy Geeks Network, 
there is going to be some changes in the delivery schedule spaced out a little bit more, but, uh, but yeah, but yeah, so the away team and, you know, like I said, we've done a few episodes already just to kind of, because like this with the extended play, it's just the movies or the episodes. So there's nothing really topical. So we don't have to really keep it going like, oh, we have to record it week to week. So we can kind of record groupings and have them already kind of set for you. So there are no gaps in the releases. Right. Which which is nice because I noticed with the extended play, you know, having like this year, you know, almost 47 episodes. We took a month off. But I think next year when we go into 2019, we have it planned for 52 episodes all the year. So kind of kind of what we're doing here and like what Adam and I do is, you know, we just record them a month in advance. So we'll always already have those episodes in the can and then you guys will just be able to get a new episode every week. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. It's just convenient. And and you guys are literally in the lap of luxury for nothing. I'm just saying. Yeah, you, know, you don't pay anything. <laughs> I'm just saying. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So our main story this week was something we kind of it kind of spawned off of this the the announcement of the away team returning and and it, it's weird because we kind of it kind of spawned off of like late last year into like early part of this year star wars fans just seem so whiny yeah as of late and bitchy and then of course you have those fucking and also you know racist and misogynistic you yeah know, forcing some of those actors and actresses to like lay off social media because people are just you know tired of asian women being in star wars and a female lead being in star wars I was honestly surprised because you don't usually see that with uh, sci-fi or fantasy fans. Yeah, I mean, you'll hear people bitch about, and this is where you get into the true like sci-fi fantasy people. They'll get, they'll start hitting the producers and the writers. They very yeah. seldom ever hit the actors, and so when you're seeing it with this, you're just kind of like, wow, you know, people, those guys, those actors were like, wow, I'm going to be in a Star Wars movie. That's going to be awesome. And then you hear like fucking you know why do they have to have the asian chick why does she have to be in there fuck why do they have a black character in there why do they have a, a white chick or a female as the lead of this you know it's fucking bullshit it's like it's like dude fucking why relax does it, why does, why it, does matter? it fucking matter yeah these are new characters it, they're not being recast or anything right and it's who gives a fuck yeah like, seriously it it's just it was just kind of like Wow, and then you know a lot of them having to dive off of social media because just people can't fucking handle life and shit. Well, every it, it's almost every fandom has that toxic uh, element to it. Um, it. It's it's sad to really see, especially when it's something that you love, like you're you're really into, and then you find out that fans, so people who are kind of on your same wavelength. Um, at least entertainment wise, are fucking just idiots. Yeah. You know, and you're like, ugh, I gotta be associated with this. You know, <laughs> associated with these ass clowns. It's ridiculous. And at the same token, and, you know, we're, I'm, I'm a big Star Wars fan, you know, unlike other people out there, I like, I enjoyed The Last Jedi, 
because I thought it was cool. It was different. And it, 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 you know, and I, I thought like, you know, people bitched about the force awakens. Like it was just a rehash of episode four. It's like, okay, you want something new. Okay. He did something new and y'all fucking hated it. Yeah. And it's just like, shut up. There's a reason why fanboys don't write, you know, don't have any say in this stuff. So for me, it's kind of like, if it's, if it's so fucking easy, why don't you do stuff? Why don't you write a, write a fan novel or something like that? Oh, because then people will bitch at you and tell you that your shit's garbage. Oh yeah. Why do that? Right. But at the same time, Star Trek. Perfect. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing with Star Trek is, and we heard, we saw this more with Discovery, is people, and it was a small, and this is where I think Star Trek fans kind of differ from Star Wars fans, is you had that group of people that came out and said, oh, fuck, look at Star Trek. They're making, you know, the the star of the show is African-American. The captain is Asian. You know, there's like, there's only like one or two white crew members on there. Like that was a fucking big deal. And in in most instances, the fan base rallied and said, you obviously don't understand the Roddenberry vision. Yeah, the whole point of Star Trek is diversity. Yeah. And, and this is a show coming out of the 60s. Right. Yeah. You know, Roddenberry was very much on, you know what, let's just, I mean, back then it was a big deal that he put a black chick on the on the damn bridge. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, and, you know, and then most people, if they've bitched about Star Trek or something like that, it's generally the writers, the producers, the way the stories are going, you know. And to be honest, there was some fair discussion in Discovery. Because it was an uneven series. The first half of that series had some highlights. There were some moments. Even even Adam and I, when we first watched it, you know, was a little like, mm, I don't know. I'll give it another, you know, we'll, we'll keep giving it and see what happens. And then they hit the Harry Mudd episodes. And, you know, they hit those causality loops, which are always great in Trek. And then, you know, then right around mid-season, they hit the... Uh, the alternate timeline, the mirror universe. And then it really kind of kicked off. So, you know, the, yeah, it took, it took a little bit to find its footing, yeah. but by the end of the season, it, I, I, it, it made pushing through the first half when I, and, and I think, you know, we had said that if you had given up on it during the first half of the season, you missed out on a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's still some people that complain about it and complain. And the, 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 the complaints that they have are like, you know, how is this supposed to be part of the regular track? Because it's so technologically advanced. All the, sh- all the you know, uniforms and all the ships all look different from the 60s. And it's supposed to predate the 60s. And I, agree, I understood that because it's like. Yeah, when you set yourself as a prequel, but yet you're more technologically advanced than the original series, that it it does create a little bit of a what, you know, kind of factor. But at the same time, it's like, well, you know, it is, but we just got to kind of modify. And I understand that, too. Artistic freedom, artistic license, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, and it just with the, like, 
I don't know, like with, with the Star Wars fans as of late, it almost seems to me like now they have all of this extra stuff that they're getting and they don't know how to handle it. It's like anything that, that kind of veers away from the Skywalker family. It's a hard sell. I, I've noticed. And, and the problem is with me anyway, and I don't know if I'm the only person who has this opinion, I'm getting tired of Skywalker and friends. <laughs> like it's 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 been long enough. You right. know, I, I think Star Wars is such a rich, it's just it's so ready I mean, to to do something different. And and we're talking about an entire galaxy that doesn't even have to worry about human history. I mean, it can go anywhere. Yeah. And unfortunately, you have two problems. The fan base doesn't know what the fuck they want. And then the people making it are trying to listen to the fan base half of the time. Right. And they really shouldn't. They should, yeah. just, make, <laughs> they should just make what they think is going to be the best. Right. Um, but then... Uh, and and Steve even said this. they were talking about the Boba Fett movie, and that one got canceled. Thank God. And and it becomes the whole well, no one asked for Boba Fett. I'm like, I know, but in the same turn, no one asked for a Star Wars movie in the 70s either. <laughs> you know, like you, you're you, it, it. I've noticed that Star Wars fans are far more not opinionated, but their opinion matters. Like, I feel this way, so it's fucking garbage, and I'm not going to give it a chance. Like that's what happens a lot in yeah. the Star Wars camp. There's that in Star Trek too, but not as vicious lately. Well, yeah. Oh yeah. It's yeah. It's been extremely vicious. Like there's there's no need for it to be as as vicious as it's getting. But one of the things that I that I meant when I said you know the uh, that um, we didn't need a Boba Fett movie is the same reason why I don't think we need to do it because it's because what we're doing is we're doing prequels. We're doing origin stories. It's like it's like the Han Solo movie. The Han Solo movie was enjoyable, but it was forgettable. It wasn't like it was. I like that movie. Yeah, it was a fun movie, but it's not one of those that I'm gonna. It doesn't rank up there with you know some of the other movies of the of the Star Wars universe. But the my view of it was, why do we always have to go backwards and tell how this how this came to be? It's the same thing. It's the same issue that I have with Star Trek, and my argument with the, with the Boba Fett movie is the same thing with the Solo movie. Is yeah. is why do we have to keep going back? Like we have Discovery, which we went back before the original series to do what? Tell this story of Spock's unknown sister, <laughs> you know? And it's kind of one of those things where it's like we have such a chasm between i mean even if we just went like a chasm between when the original like uh when the original series ended or even star trek 6 you know the last of the original movies to the beginning of the next generation we have such a chasm right there of like how the klingons became our allies and you know uh, and and the romulans to where they retreated you know, and, and became isolations and isolationists and, and all right. of this stuff in between. Why can't we explore there? Or post next gen. You know, right or even post the, a, post the Dominion War. You know, and it's here's like, a crazy a crazy notion too. You don't always have to change time frames. I mean if we look at uh the three series, fucking next generation, Voyager, 
and Deep Space Nine, those all happened in the same era. Right. You don't always have to go this way, that way, and the other way. Yeah. It, it makes it really doesn't make any fucking sense. I would I would like to see um more of the um TNG era or that of those three because it's the richest. But you could do you could do so much. Like you could have ships on the other side of shit, discovering new shit. You could have you you could do foreign stuff. You could have like a I don't know, you could do friends with Romulans. You could do fucking so <laughs> But yeah. but one of the things that I, I was thinking about when we were when we we're talking about it is this the Star the Star Wars universe is going through now what the Star Trek universe went in the eighties and the and what I mean with that is that at that point in the eighties all we had was the original Star Trek series which was three episodes then we had um, uh, four movies at that point then they went ahead and started doing the next gen. And the, and what most people don't remember because now everybody's like, oh, the next gen is amazing, it's brilliant, it's you know, it's great. First two seasons, there was a lot of a lot of um, backlash for it because it didn't deal with Kirk, it didn't deal with Spock. It's this whole new crew, a bald guy is a captain of the Enterprise. Right. You know, there was a lot of backlash because people couldn't handle. Oh, Star Trek, moving on. <laughs> you know, it's you know, and Star Trek, yeah, was was the concept of you know. Uh, Captain Kirk and stuff like that, but it was it was starting to expand the universe. Then you know, once people got used to Star Trek, the Next Gen and started, and then once Next Gen got it shit together, you know, people started appreciating it and understanding and watching it more. And then DS Nine came spawned from that, and Voyager. And then after Voyager, for some reason, they go, well, let's go back in time and do a prequel to everything, and then just do, you know, Enterprise, and. Don't get me wrong, like Enterprise was a good show, uh, but it took too long to find its legs. And once, once Enter- and the one downside for Enterprise is Enterprise was out of syndication. It was actually based on ratings. And Star Trek never does good against ratings. <laughs> it never does. Uh, because it's such a niche, niche group. Yeah. And, uh, and it, 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 bar- it struggled going into its fourth season and then just died off at the end of the fourth. But, you know, that's that's really kind of, you know, the life you're stuck with, you know, and I think that's where the Star Wars fans are right now. I think it's always funny to me when you when you think about any any work of fiction or work of art or whatever. And, and you have this weird thing now where Star Wars is being created, Star Trek is being created and the fans expect to have input like they expect to be able to tell the creators of these things how they need to create their things and and i know it's a little bit of a dramatic comparison <laughs> but do you think there were like 20 people in the room with da vinci when he was painting the mona lisa right. <laughs> like, it, it, it doesn't to me like i'll have opinions you know i'll be like oh it'd be cool if they did this or it'd be cool if they did that you know blah 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 but i would never be like Oh, you didn't do what I said, so you're fucking stupid. Like, I don't. I'm not the creative mastermind that makes these two things. Well, yeah. But then that goes that goes into my other point of Star Trek and Star Wars are the kind of thing that are too big to to pigeonhole. And I see this more. Um, I see Star Trek trying to kind of stretch its legs. It would be nice if they didn't 
go backwards all the time, but <laughs> they're at least doing new things. They're trying to, with all these other shows that are coming out, the new animated series and stuff. And Star Wars was doing it too with the animated series. They came out with oh, the Clone, Clone Wars, Wars that yeah. did very well. And I watched a bit of it with um, my son and I was like, this is great. Like, and, and it's not about someone with a fucking last name Skywalker. Like it, it was good, you know? And, but you know, that shows, you know, over, it ran its course. I think it was like five seasons. Yeah. Um, but they need to, they really do need to expand Star Wars and stop listening to the noise, you know, and, and the people can, there's always, it doesn't matter what you do. People are going to complain. Yeah. You know, just, just look at what you have and do something. Even, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even blame them if they put the Boba Fett movie out to be honest, because it's something, you know, I thought it was strange. Because I've never really fully understood why people are so obsessed with Boba Fett. Yeah, I know. He, was he only, has like four lines. Like, I don't know. And he's only in part of, of Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. And there was this concept that he was like, oh, he's such a badass. No, he wasn't. Is he, he? he got, he got, he was, uh, he was taken down by Han Solo accidentally hitting his fucking jetpack and sent him into the Scarlet Pit. It's like we didn't get anything from him. Like, now, I've heard he was a bigger deal. Well, he was pretty cool in that animated short in the holiday special. <laughs> I will say that. Yeah, he was. But, a, he um, was. Yeah, he was a little cooler than what we got in in Empire. I Star Wars, and, and it kind of. But I thought we got enough of a backstory when we saw Attack of the Clones. We did. It, 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 the Boba Fett movie was not necessary. The Han Solo movie really wasn't necessary. Although I enjoyed it, you know, it, right. it, it was, but as Steve says, and I agree, it was, forget, I don't really remember much of that movie. Yeah. I remember that I enjoyed it. Right. That was about it. Yeah. yeah. And most, and, and that isn't even really an insult. Most movies are that way. Like most movies are good, but they don't well, leave a fucking stain on your soul. Right. If we talk about forgettable movies, let's talk about the original, the Star Trek, the, the slow motion picture. Right. Well, that was a bad movie, though. <laughs> See, Han Solo wasn't a bad movie. That's true. That's true. It just was just an action movie. It wasn't. It, it's it like was Star like Trek countless 5. other movies. Star Trek Five or Star Trek Three? Yeah, actually, no. Star Trek, Star Trek Three 5. is perfect. Is a perfect example, actually. Yeah, because, I like that movie, but I forget it. Yeah, because it's the it's in between the two best ones, Star Trek Two and Star Trek Four, <laughs> right. and it's because it's it's clouded in there. It's kind of like. Oh yeah, Spock came back. And the thing is, is that all you need to know. Oh yeah, they went and got Spock back. Yeah, you, can, you don't that, really that's, need to you know. Don't really know else. Yeah, exactly. You don't really need to know anything else. You don't really need to, you know. Oh, and the Enterprise blew up. Oh, okay. You know, and then you just kind of catch on. It's like the it's like those shows where you watch. Well, you need to watch season one. You don't really need to watch season two to watch season three. You know, it's it's those kind of things. But, I do think it's I do think it's funny the point you made about um star wars is going through what star trek went through in the 80s because it really is if you look at it they're like they're like the same thing but at different time periods because you have star trek which is doing new things and they're kind of they i feel like star trek has gotten to the point now where they're not they're listening to fans, but with a grain of salt. Yeah. Like they're like, okay, that's a, that's kind of dumb. So I'm not going to listen to they that. They kind of understood that, you know, fans are going to hate it regardless of what you do. So, right. So they're just, just trying to put out good shit. At least they do it shit. well, you know. They're just trying to put out good shit and that's it. But Star Wars is still stuck in that. 
oh crap, they don't want this. And Boba Fett was a perfect example, really. And, and I keep bringing that up just because it's recent news, but they were they had a plan to do something, and now they wasted resources and time because people didn't want it, so they're not going to bother with it. I think it had a lot to do with something about the Han Solo movie didn't do as as well grand as they wanted, you know. And and it, it's it's almost upsetting because if they keep doing that, we could miss out on something great. Yeah, you know. So, but one thing that I do like is that a lot of fans were like going, you know, we're we're trying to blame Kathleen Kennedy, saying she's going to kill the Star Wars franchise, blah blah blah. And I was like, you know, you can sit there and bitch. And I I said I wrote this on the blog uh, a while back where I was talking about that that quote unquote backlash or why Solo didn't do well. And it was like I think Solo didn't do well. One, the bad press in the beginning, you know, firing the directors almost through production, bringing in Ron Howard, and that that whole thing going on probably didn't help matters much. Um, and another fact is, and here's in in point of fact. Patrick and I are huge Star Wars fans. When we heard Disney was bringing stuff, we're like, shit, we're going to get a lot more Star Wars stuff, which was cool. And then when we heard, oh, yeah, they're doing a, a solo prequel, even Patrick was like, really? Do we do we need that? Like, can't we do, like, new stuff? Like, new stories and, and you know, different stuff and not have prequels? Because, and we had just had Rogue One, which was done really well and kind of served a purpose of actually bridging you know, you know, kind of giving us part one to a new hope, which was which was cool. Plus, it told something different. The main characters died, you know, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched that, you know, so it was kind of like, whoa, that was kind of different. It told a story, but it told something different. It was um, a little a little more interesting. And and um, the risks were higher because now, you know, people could die in this one. And so Rogue it, One's my favorite of the new movies. Yeah, I really enjoyed Rogue One. But um, here's the thing is Hollywood Hollywood's MO is not doing new stuff. Look yeah. at the Avengers. Yeah. What what new have they done? They're just retelling stories that have already been in the comics. Yeah. You know, it's it's not there's nothing new going on in Hollywood. And anytime something new does come out, no one sees it. Yeah. If it doesn't have a superhero in it, or if it doesn't have fucking Luke Skywalker in it, <laughs> no one gives a shit. You know, but they'll cry and say they want new stuff. Yeah. Well, they I want mean, new stuff, but they want like comfortable, well, comfortable stuff. I think a lot of it is because here here's the biggest reason for it is because beforehand we only they only had 6 movies. 6 movies to watch. That's all they had. And now they had Disney behind it. And now Disney was like, "Yeah, we're going to do a new trilogy and then we're going to do standalones," which was interesting because they said standalones. Okay, not prequels. Standalones. But now these standalones were prequels to everything. Like we were going to get, oh, we're going to get a, a Yoda movie and a and a Boba Fett movie and a Han Solo movie and a, you know, C-3PO movie and, you know, uh, a Nimnum movie, you know, <laughs> an Admiral Akbar movie and all of this shit. And it was kind of like Star- Stormtrooper 738. <laughs> you know, just like, all right, like, wait, what are we doing here? You know, and uh you know, and, and Chewbacca's son movie, you know, <laughs> which, um, but you know, but it's like that thing where you're kind of like, well, why can't we do standalones of new stuff? You know, right. Like, why can't we do, you know, like there's also a chasm between the return of the Jedi to the force awakens because, you know, 
history abhors a vacuum. So obviously, if the empire is gone, there's going to have to be some something else to take control, and that's where the first order comes in. It'd be interesting to see the rise of the first order and how that happened. Because when we got the when we got into the Force Awakens, the first order was already in control. That would have been something to see, you know, how that whole thing played out, how it came up there, you know, or but now they have um, the Mal. Maldonian or something like that. I can't. I, I'm not sure the name of it, but the new series, the new Star Wars series that's coming to um, uh, Disney streaming, which is a bounty hunter, and it's supposed to be. I guess it's one of those clones. You know, one, yeah. one of those clones, but it's not. You know, Boba Fett. It's it's a different bounty hunter in a post Jedi world. Yeah, see, that's the kind of stuff I want to see. Yeah, I'd like to see. I want to like I, we've we've Steve and I have sat here going, "This is what I would want to see." This one, and and this goes for Star Wars. My suggestions for for what I want to see kind of go for both universes. Like, I would love to see something that isn't the main line. Right. Like with Star Trek, like why does it have? Why do I have to be with the Federation? Like, let's just look at normal people, maybe doing a trade route or something, and it could be funny. You know, and you do something yeah. crazy like you with Star Wars. There's so much going on in that universe. If you really think about it, that the possibilities are endless for good storytelling. And they, they're so focused on what they already have that it's almost like they're scared to do something new. And I do fully uh, admit, I fully agree, I mean. Um, that all the standalones being prequels was kind of a letdown. Yeah. I was like, well, I mean, I had fun. I'll, I can have fun at almost any movie. You know, like I, I'll find I'll find a way to like it. You know, I, it's not that big of a deal. There's very few movies that I fucking hate. Um, so I went to see Han Solo. I had fun watching this big action movie, you know, blah, blah, blah. The acting was good. Everything was cool. But there was no there really was no reason for it. Right. We already know who Han Solo is. Like you just kind of just reinforced it yeah. other than having uh, that Clark girl in it who was kind of hot. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's like, fine. Mm. But um, we'll have to see what, what comes up because I'm, I'm I see Star Trek's making moves. Yeah. You know, and and they're, and they're um, doing stuff that's kind of different. Like we, we're getting another, you know, we're getting a second season of Discovery. Um that, and how long have Picard I been series? begging? How long have I been begging for an animated series? Oh yeah. How long? I've been talking about that for fucking years. Yeah. Like the the animated series leaves so much to, for creative expression. You can do anything. You're you're just drawing it. And if you keep in mind you know, that a lot of stuff that was used in the next gen was from the Star Trek animated series. Yeah. You know, which and, I still haven't fucking seen. <laughs> but you know, one of the funny things is is that like. You know, we, we, we did kind of, we always talked about an anime series, but we always kind of figured it was going to be like, meh, probably not. And Star Wars is doing a new animated series. Um, you know, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they're doing a Star Wars animated series, and uh, it looks pretty interesting. Um, you know, and it's going to be, I think it predates A Force Awakens, So, but it's going to focus on like some fighter pilots and stuff like that see star wars star wars i don't mind prequels too because the history is rich and we really haven't done it yet yeah we have a like, we I have a big chasm of time between right i feel star trek we already know the timeline because it's it's it was supposed to line up with 
human history. Right. So we already know it. So you're not telling me anything really new when you go back. <laughs> um, but yeah, with Star Wars, I would love to see more, um, not prequels on characters we already know, but just right. different time periods. Well, yeah, like, like the, even the Jedi Order is like fucking popping off. Dude, like the Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, my God. Yeah. Can you see, that's what I would love to see. I would love to see Knights of the Old Republic, like see the Jedi and the Sith at the top of their fucking game. Yeah. You know, I would love to see that. And, and that would just be awesome. Like, that's a trilogy right there. I mean, take the night, the story of the Knights of the Old Republic and make a trilogy out of that. Fuck. Yeah. People would be like, oh, they're doing that. You'll still get people to be like. Fuck that shit. And, but who cares? You know, it would make a good mini series. So, the Star Wars um, MMO is good, but they kind of ruined it with fucking microtransactions because EA's trash. But, hmm. um, in the beginning of it, it's it's you're at the height of the Jedi Order, and you're if you pick if you choose to be a Jedi, um, you go through the school and stuff. And I was thinking, I was like, that would make a good mini series. Like a dude just going to school and just it, it it's kind of like a school drama for one. Right. But then at the end of it, he he maybe something attacks the school or whatever, and he goes to the mount and he makes his fucking lightsaber. Like that would be fucking dope. Yeah, you know. But yeah, and and because it'd be like going to the Jedi school. Yeah, it could be a a, a YA drama. Yeah, a young adult drama. Where you could yeah. you know, get the young people like, yeah, look, Star Wars is angsty, you know, <laughs> it's feel, angsty and moody. Wars, I feel both Star Wars and Star Trek need to not be afraid to embrace different audiences and different genres. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it's going to be sci-fi, but I mean like the young adult, like you said. Or, it doesn't have to be the same audience all the time. Yeah. Like you need to kind of spread out. You could do that with Starfleet Academy too. Oh, and I yeah. think that would even work better because you're not really becoming a monk <laughs> like <laughs> a Jedi. You know, you could do a whole Starfleet Academy joint where with with a group of kids that are really trying to get through it and all the dramas that you're basically just following kids in college. Yeah. Or you could you if know? you if you didn't want to do like and if you wanted to do it just for you know purposes, you could do a star for the academy set at the time of like uh like when uh uh Jean-Luc just graduated the academy or is about to graduate the academy and you can have him as a character kind of drift in and out you know if yeah, you not want, as a main character not as a main like, character as a, but like a recurring drift, yeah, drift in like you could use him every couple of episodes maybe a story arc. About, did you hear about that fucking one kid that got stabbed by the Nausicaan? exactly like it could be there's so much to fucking do <laughs> exactly. with both with both of them and and I've always been, and Steve and I are very much in agreement on this. You can't compare Star Wars and Star Trek with quality or which one's better. Like, right. Cause they're so cause different. It's, it's, they're so different. Their opinion, they had different starts. Like one's a TV series first, one's a movie first, you know? So it's, it's kind of weird, but we can sit here and the similarities are striking. And I feel like the, the gap between them is, is closing. Right. Because they've branched out into different things and they're doing this and that and the other thing. I really want to see – I really want to see – Star Trek I think is on a good trajectory. I think we're on a renaissance of Star Trek I mean now, we got that Picard series, back. the Picard series that's coming, right. which is going to – And the, an, the new anime. I'm actually mo- – and, and I love Picard, but I'm more, I'm more excited about the new anime. Especially the um, fact that it's that kind of lower decks kind of – concept you know it's like because there was an if for those of you that may not watch star trek there's an episode in the next gen called lower decks 
And it was it focused not on the main cast, but it focused on a group of was like ensigns and stuff like that. They just weren't officers. Yeah, they I weren't think officers. I, one was a lieutenant. Yeah, and it was yeah. all from different uh, uh, different uh, departments, but it was a group of friends. Yeah. And you know, and it, and it focused just on them and how sometimes they interacted with the the officers and stuff like that, and they had their own thing going. So it was really a really really cool episode. Like it was like, oh cool, you know, we got this. It was we, a very human episode. Yeah, and we got to see something a little different, which yeah would be actually really kind of cool to see in this. But you know, like with Star Wars, you know, we were talking about, you know, we have that gap between Episode Three and Rogue One. Like there's a huge gap right in there. I'd love to see, you know, the Emperor stretch his wings out and, and you know, and get all control of, of that. And then between, you know, Jedi and, and um, The Force Awakens, there's a gap right in there I'd love to see. So, you know, they have a lot of potential. But the thing is, is I think fans have this entitlement. This is Star Trek and Star Wars. They have this entitlement to see what they want to see. The problem is television doesn't and has never worked that way. Many of the many of the favorite shows that people watch are not, you know, fan influenced. You know, they're right. they're they're creative influence, and the, you know, the only time these shows are ever created by committee is by producers, executives, actors, and all of that. They're not made by the fans because the fan because what you think is going to be fucking awesome is going to suck for everyone else. That's why. You know, Adam and I would love to see Knights of the Old Republic, and I'm sure there's quite a few out there. And but if somebody came along and said, "You know what? That might be a good idea," and then actually created something really cool, or even attempted to do it, that would be cool in and of itself. But you're always going to have fans that are going to just be like, never happy with whatever. Go, it was all right, you know. But if I had done it, if you had done it, you would have gone to film school and you would have made it. But you don't because you have no talent. Is really right. what it comes down to, you know, and not slash fiction. I don't want to see, you know, Luke and Han in, a, in a, an embrace now, in one of the turnits, you know? I do. I do have to give a little credit, though. And it's something that I would love to see the Star Trek universe do more. But Star Wars is definitely, with this reboot of their, their books and comics, has been doing an amazing job. I've, the, the Darth Vader comic is amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, and then also their novels. What they, I haven't read any of the novels yet. But what they've done is they said, okay, all the old ones aren't canon. They're a mess. But these new ones, though, everyone that comes out now is being curated. It's being specifically paid attention to to make sure it fits into the canon. Right. And I think that's really smart. I think if Star Trek could do something like that, um, it would be great. Because it's not – listen, the books expand things a lot. Yeah. And I feel this, there's there's only a handful of good Star Trek novels. Most of them are fucking trash. You know, so it would be good to see that on both sides just be expanded the comic books um i think star trek is under idw yeah it's under idw so they're all over um, the place yeah so it would be nice to see that get tightened up though yeah um and uh because there there's been some great star trek comics there's also been some shitty ones you <laughs> know so it kind of it, it really depends but i i have to give it up to star wars star wars on that because their their books and comics have been fucking just great and yeah. the way it's organized and all that. Um, I want to see more of that because I love to. When you like a universe, like an entertainment universe, you want to dive all the way into it. Yeah. And not everything can be on film. You know, so novels are a great way to tell some crazy fucking stories. Like there's a there's a series of Star Trek novels called Titan 
and it's where um oh yeah Riker Has is in command, command right? of a of a new it's like a scientific survey vessel yeah. um and if you read it the the crew is crazy like the doctor looks like a dinosaur <laughs> and it explains that you can't do that on film because it'd be too expensive yeah you know, i mean you but, could probably do it now with cg but yeah, back in the day true. you couldn't do it right and it, it was like you can get fucking you the, literally imagination is the limit when when you're talking about a book you know so i don't know there's much there's, I've already said too much about that one thing, but <laughs> that's kind of it's kind of what I'd like to see. Uh, all right, so just to kind of round this out, we close out today. Is uh, you know, I think, I think the true fans, and you know, it started. You know, we talked about the toxicity of of fans, and, and predominantly the Star Wars fans. I really, really believe that Star Wars fans, if you want to see cool shit, if you want to see stuff, stop being so damn fucking toxic. Yeah. You know, if, if support the shit and go, look, you know, yeah, if you don't support something, don't go to it. But don't sit there and try to get a movement of going of like, well, we had, we were, you know, we were butthurt by the way they did the Last Jedi, so we're going to boycott a solo just to kind of show them that the fans have say. Yeah, you know the problem with the fans have say if you boycott enough of it, they're gonna stop making it. I don't then understand where are you? boy I don't understand boycotts of movies. Just don't go to the movie. Yeah. It's like a, why do you have to announce that you're gonna boy the funny thing is the people who are boycotting the movie probably went and saw it anyway. Well no, that that you know, that because I've seen some people online and there was this one person online that I thought was kind of sensible, but then she turned into one of those like, Yeah, I'm not gonna go because I want them to realize the fans are the reasons why they have these movies. No, the reason there are fans are because of those movies. You're looking at it the wrong way. You're looking at the sense that the fans are entitled. Yeah, right. you're entitled to your opinion. But you know what? If you guys stop going because they're not making the Star Wars you want, they're going to stop making Star Wars altogether. Then where are you? And also that kind of – that is like the peak of entitlement is yeah. – Things only exist because of the fans. That's like saying, like any you. If you put that to anything other than movies, you sound fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Well, the United <laughs> like, States only exists because, uh, or no, George Washington only exists because of the United States. Right. That's the chicken. Be that's the chicken and the egg theory. The Sistine Chapel only exists because people wanted to see it. Right. <laughs> it's like, what? It's, <laughs> like, it yeah. doesn't make any sense. It's, it's, yeah, basically saying the result is the reason why the original, the, you know, the right. creators of it are important. It's like, no, the only reason those things are important is because the creators made it. So, it's, and it's, and a lot of people don't want to admit this, but if you, if you love something like, like an entertainment or anything like that, there's a certain level of respect. That the creators of such of said entertainment deserve. Yeah, like you need to let them figure things out. You are not the one getting paid to write the fucking script. So <laughs> right. shut the fuck up. Yeah. you know. And, and I guarantee if, if you out, were, it would come out garbage. Exactly. In a free market, if something comes out and it's shit, trust me, hmm. they'll know. You yeah. don't have to boycott. Don't do anything like that. They will be fully aware because no one saw it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, uh, that's our episode for this week. So if you're yep. listening on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, uh, we want those five-star reviews. 
Also, review us on Stitcher or anywhere you can, wherever you get the show. And drop by the blog, The Lazy Geeks, a dead cam. And follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash The Lazy Geeks. Twitter and Instagram, both at The Lazy Geeks, that's one word. And then send us feedback, comments, suggestions for episodes, or your favorite conspiracy theories when we're not talking about um, toxic fans uh, <laughs> at the geeks at thelazygeeks.com. And check out some of our other podcasts on the Lazy Geeks Network over at thelazygeeks.com. Every Tuesday, the Extended Play Movie Podcast, and every Wednesday, The Fine Line. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, both under SapienTLG. Um, I'm also on social media. Uh, follow me on Twitter at a middle aged geek and Instagram middle aged underscore geek. And of course, if you would like to donate to the show, help us keep the lights on, help us um, keep providing top flight fucking content <laughs> like you've just listened to. Um, head over to thelazygeeks.com. You'll see a donate button there. Anything helps. Um, also, if, if you if you don't have any cash, you know, uh, just throw a review or just let us know what you think that you're listening. Negative or positive. I don't care. Exactly. All right, so thanks for checking us out. So until next time, live large. If you ain't living large, you ain't living at all. Thank you.